This is Entrepreneurs the Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. Yankees win! That contract extension was for $176 million. I'm your host and CEO of Sports One Marketing, David Meltzer. Today, I have the David Dinkins Jr. And you, Dave, I don't mean to make you blush, but are truly a legend when it comes to producing sports. You have literally, I think, worked for everyone. And most recently, I think two more rings that you have are these unbelievable fights uh, for Showtime that you just produce, the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and of course, the McGregor uh, fight as well. Um, we're on the playbook, and it's a little different show, right? We could brag about all your exploits all we want, but what this show is about with Entrepreneur is finding what your playbook was. Mm -hmm. And so going back, you know, it could be as far as Case West Western Reserve in Ohio, but, you know, what is the playbook to success is you went, and, and you're truly an entrepreneur. Most people don't understand that within the context of big organizations, you can be entrepreneurial. And I think that really is why I wanted to talk to you because I see you have a certain playbook, whether it was with, you know, the big networks, ESPN or here, Showtime, you always have a recipe for success. So I want to kind of take me back and tell me, you know, where that started and, and what those values are and give good advice so people can kind of take from your playbook. Well, that's a very interesting way to, to phrase it. Uh, I think I've been blessed with a good group of colleagues that has formed a team with me over the years. There's a lot of continuity among those of us that have worked on Showtime Championship Boxing, even going back to freelance days prior to that when we were working for promoters like Bob Arum and Don King. Bob those, Dunphy. Those aren't two easy guys to work with. Well, so you, you're <laughs> so humble about This is about teamwork, and I know those guys are incredible yeah. businessmen yeah. and promoters, but it takes a certain genius to take talent, just like in sports, and meld them into a team. Well, well, uh, Bob Dunphy, who's worked with me for, for many years, a director, um, excellent boxing director, excellent sports director, Ray Smaltz, uh, associate producer, replay director, Chuck McKeon, Mike Teodoro. We have a, a very close-knit ensemble of people, and we've had talent come and go, but that's the core of the group that I work with. And how many years have you guys all worked together? Oh, geez, it's got to be... Uh, some over 25 years, I'd wow. say. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. so there's yeah. a really and core yeah. team. It's yeah. kind of like the Belichick coaching circle there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, what can be aggravating as well as challenging and fun. It keeps it fresh about a sport like boxing. It's never exactly the same. The circumstances are always different. The contestants are always different. Uh, the preparation and the execution is always different. It's not a program season where you know – Every Sunday, there's going to be a football game, or you know, uh, uh, every evening there's going to be a uh, basketball, hockey game. It's there's not that kind of regimentation to it, and I think that's what keeps us on our toes and makes it interesting. But it also allows you to be more creative. You know, so exactly. if you're working for exactly. a league yeah. or a team here, there's different nuances yeah. that you yeah. know from this most recent fight, which is probably one of the more more peculiar things that you got to produce, yeah. where you're taking an yeah. actual you know different type of fighter, an MMA fighter, and putting them against a traditional, maybe one of the world's best boxers. 
and it became very intriguing to millions of people. Yeah. Um, what, what, when you, when you look, let's take that fight, for example, to start, you, you have this new, th- after all these years, 25 years with the same team, and you're able to produce all these great fights here, you have something brand new. And, you know, what kind of challenges did you face when, was there any worry that, gosh, what if, you know, this is an embarrassment to the MMA and here billions of dollars were just spent to buy this great entity and they embarrassed McGregor. Was there any fear or challenges that you were worried about? I, I've learned a long time ago that, uh, you prepare as best you can, uh, prepare for what you know was going to happen, uh, consider what may happen uh, in the unpredictable category. I didn't know that Tyson was going to bite Holyfield's ear, but <laughs> I knew if there was some incident that we had a plan to go back, interview whichever fighter in the dressing room post-fight, if there was some controversy or somebody who's not in the ring, not available in the ring. Uh, Which happens worst all case, the time, Yeah, right? worst case, uh, God forbid, injury. Uh, sometimes it's controversy where they leave because they don't like the decision or there's some altercation or, or what have you. But um, the, the planning has always been the key, Dave. It's, it's The preparation leads to good execution. It sounds like all <laughs> kind of coach speak and cliche stuff, but it's, it's very true in what we do, even though – you don't know what's going to happen once the cameras are on, the microphones are on, you're in place, you're on air. Uh, the unpredictability of it is uh, what makes it exciting. But being prepared for the unexpected is what the job is. So looking at a lot of things that you produced, it's interesting because most people see sports in a certain uh, view or through a certain tele- you know, through a scope. Where I think it's interesting is you're, and again, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you really are able in a production to capture the human side, the, the emotional side. So, you know, I, I'll use Jerry Maguire since it's the Lee Steinberg examples. Everyone thinks Jerry Maguire is one, is one of the best sports films of all time. I always say it's not a sports film. It's a love story. That's why I did so well. And it's in the backdrop of sports, football, a very popular sport. For you, I see when I'm watching your productions throughout the years, and I'm old enough to have seen them all, (laughs) or the ones that we know these 25 years, you know, you really capture that B-roll, you know, there's this buildup, this story. And sometimes the promoters take advantage of probably your Mm storyline. And how does that develop? Because I know you're touching on this goes wrong, this goes wrong. Do you actually consciously know that and produce it? Or is it just something that comes naturally to you? Well, you, you vet the subjects. You look for the storylines. You look for something that's going to be interesting to the viewer. You look for something that's going to be a subplot to the contest that um, gives people reason to be invested in this beyond just team versus team, fighter versus fighter. So give me some of the sub those sub themes or, or sub context for like give, you know give me five fights from the Mayweather Pacquiao to McGregor. Give me what you saw at the beginning and, and started to prepare for that. I'll, I'll give you. You want that one in particular, or, or anyone? Anyway. Yeah, you uh, give me. Well, you're um, the boss. <laughs> one that's one that's particularly interesting is uh, Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Carl Frampton, uh, two featherweight champions, uh, have fought twice. Uh, the first contest, uh, Frampton was moving up to featherweight. He had been a, a junior featherweight title holder. Santa Cruz was undefeated. Santa Cruz's father, who had trained him since he was a boy, uh, was battling cancer and was unable to be at the camp the uh, entire time. He did make it to the fight and worked in the corner, but his brother, 
did the bulk of the training for the fight. Santa Cruz uh, was inspired by his dad being there, but it was just not the same. Frampton fought a terrific fight. I don't want to take anything away from Frampton, but Santa Cruz suffered his first loss. In the rematch, the dad was there for the entire training camp. Uh, he was in remission. Uh, God bless him. He's uh, you know continuing to do well. Leo was a, a different fighter. Right. And uh, did it make a difference? Only the Santa Cruz family knows for sure. But it's it's being able to document that and let, having them let us into their family so that we could follow what happened for the first fight and then see what happened in the second fight. It was a very, very uh, interesting story. And that's, that's real life, what happened with them. Now, do you find, you know, when I uh, represented the Clemente family, we had the uh, Roberto Clemente movie, sold it to Disney. But one of the difficulties was that opening up side of it, right? Which is a big part of you being a producer. And I couldn't get Mrs. Clemente to open up and allow, you know, nobody wants to see a movie about perfect Roberto Clemente, right? right? It makes a good story, but nobody's going to go to a movie. You want to see the ups and the downs and the try. And she just won't open up. Do you find it difficult, you know, especially in boxing, you know, to get people to open up and to share this, you know, emotional side, this inspirational side of what you need to produce? Uh, I think you have to be able to discern between the uh, alter ego, the, the 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 public face that somebody that wants to put on it, the brand, mm-hmm. or the the real person. Um, some are very genuine. Some will let you in. Some you know keep their guard up and and never let you in. Uh, the story's not as good. Yeah. It's not genuine. Where do you it's put Mayweather? Is he authentic or is it all brand and show? Well, he he's got a fascinating backstory. I mean, the the, <laughs> the 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 boxing is the Mayweather family business. The dad, the uncle, Floyd, um, and that is who they are. I mean, people can get caught up in all the trappings with the cars and the jewelry and the money and yeah. so forth and so on. Strip club. <laughs> That's part of the family business now. Right, apparently, exactly. they opened up. This, opened up this, and this is know, Entrepreneur his, Magazine. His, his, I got to bring out the business his, his, side his of his new of, shop, of yeah. sports. So, but the um, uh, he he worked his plan. He, yeah. he worked his plan. I mean, when he went from pretty boy to money Mayweather, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he's become the most successful boxer businessman ever. That's interesting. So, yeah. you know, looking at your playbook, you know, you ha- you have the teamwork side, the preparedness side. Mm-hmm. You have this be more interested than interesting side, and now well put. You, and you have this situational knowledge, and I think you have so much situational knowledge. I'm going to talk and kind of move a little bit to making money or or the entrepreneurial side of your business, mm-hmm. and the the landscape has changed tremendously from when you started. And now, you know, just like we were talking about the NFL, they have to be worried of where they're going to go because broadcast is so important to the NFL Mm -hmm. and it's shifting so much. It's hard to monetize and capture your rights. Mm -hmm. Where do you see uh, your productions and with the digital side of things and, you know, seeing these fights all over in the pay-per-view do you, how, how do you see in the future, the next, let's say 10 years monetizing your productions? Where, where does that lie? Well, content, as you know, is important. Delivery is even more important. Now that there's so many different platforms that we can get to uh, subscribers, viewers, can I, fans. Can I interrupt yeah. you one second? Because you said delivery, and I think it's interesting because mm-hmm. our generation, 
we talk about delivery, mm-hmm. where these younger people talk about access. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't think that we're delivering anything. They think they're just accessing it on all these different platforms. But, but go ahead. Do you, do you well, see that? Well, I, I, I think that's a distinction with a definite difference. Good. Tell me, Because uh, you take, for example, uh, the big fight that just happened with Mayweather and McGregor. That pay-per-view production was available to more people in pay-per-view than any other pay-per-view event ever. We were able to have digital uh, partners. Uh, Showtime created an app specifically for the pay-per-view. There were some 200,000 purchases just via the app. The the pay-per-view numbers for uh, satellite and cable was well over 4 million. It's going to rival the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight for the all-time biggest pay-per-view. But the fact that we're able to find these other ways to to do that and have it offered in so many ways, I consider that um, delivery more important than access. I understand, right? Because you and and it is because because it's accessible other ways, right? But we can deliver it to you in those different formats, any way you want it. And do you, is you want it, a box, you want, yeah, right. you, you want it in your and pocket, you want it on your big screen, right. whatever you want. Shot you on the it. side yeah. of a building, yeah. right? I'm working yeah. with Samsung right now. You'll mm-hmm. enjoy this. But mm-hmm. they actually are looking at um, building a building uh, across from the stadium in Vegas mm-hmm. that all, all the facade of the building are, Sam's, are, are Samsung LCDs, mm-hmm. which have uh, eyes on them. So they're shooting out, and they can put pictures of live out on. So you're reflect basically a video reflection. So when you're producing something today, is it more difficult knowing that, gosh, you know, a 19 year old kid can watch this on his app on his new iPhone 8? Plus, I have a, a you know a 120 inch for you know 4K TV to to deliver it to. Is there any difference in the way you produce, or is it just I have my content and let them deal with the trans? to the different mediums in in rare cases there there's some things that you have to be cognizant of uh graphics maybe framing for for certain shots but uh so you you play to the largest audience but you can't dumb it down or or restrict yourself because then you're not getting the proper value out of the the high level of technology that we have now this the HD 1080i picture is a pristine picture. You can almost reach out and touch right. what you're seeing there. And I think that's one of the great things about sports being broadcast in high definition. It gives the viewer a immersive in-person, uh, intimate experience with what's going on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And then how do you feel about, I have two, two questions left. One, how do you feel about, you know, this bit size video, you know, people are eating up content in smaller mm-hmm. formats. And so sports to me was the original real uh, reality TV. And now how do we transform it so that we can use, I know pre-fight, it's really easy. We got plenty of postable videos, right? And you do a great job of producing that to Mm -hmm. increase and stimulate interest. But during or post-fight, is there a way to utilize, you know, 30 and 60 second postable videos that can go viral during the fight or after the fight? Yeah, we've, um, uh, our, been very aggressive in that area. We uh, have social platforms that complement and don't compete with the broadcast, which is something we need to be very careful right. about. We don't want to give somebody a viewing entertainment alternative to being a Showtime subscriber or being uh, 
or like a, red a, zone a pay per view, yeah, right or being now. a pay per view uh, purchaser. You want to have something that makes them want to engage even further with the telecast, not as a alternative. Right. So we have Instagram post, uh, Twitter, Facebook. We do a, a number of things that uh, interactive polls nice. that some appear in the telecast, some don't. Some are just you know live in their own universe as far as uh, you know chatting and and exchanging comments about the fight but it's feeding off of the subject matter being the contest that's being televised by Showtime or the pay-per-view product extending the content not competing against it. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. All right, final question. I know you've been gracious with your time because you had more fights to produce. <laughs> Finally, what legacy? You know, you've been in this business so so long. What legacy do you want to leave, you know, either in the industry or for your life? What what's that legacy you'd like to leave? I'm uh on a very personal, I'm I'm disappointed that um my coattails have been so short that there's so few minorities, African Americans behind the camera in uh, executive roles production roles. Uh, in the decades that I've been in the business, there's been some improvement for sure. It, there's been better representation, but I think it is not reflective of the percentage of the population at all. And uh, I hope that uh, before I retire, that that'll change, change significantly. That's awesome. I, I will share this with you as we end. My, you know, my business partner is Warren Moon. And, you know, I asked him when we met each other at Lee Steinberg, what legacy he wanted to leave. And he said the same thing as he was getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. I feel like my, you know, coattails are so short. There's, you know, there's still, he actually, the quote was, they're still calling them black quarterbacks, Dave, which means that there's still like this an ex exception, right? Yeah. That you're an African-American producer. There's an exception. And what's really one of the biggest accomplishments for Warren and yeah. I, myself, I take you know a lot of pride in it, is I love the fact that when you watch football today, right now, very rarely do they actually say a black or an African-American quarterback. They'll say tall, short, idiot, slow. Yeah. But there's so many yeah. that it, it's just the norm. There's nothing surprising. And that's just happened over the last decade. It has. So I'm, so I'm hopeful that I, I'm hopeful that uh, in the case of my industry, that uh, that will change. And it, it's it's way too long in coming. And I can understand Warren's position keenly. He was a pioneer in, in what he did. And he Sorry, was not gonna, he was he was not going to change positions. He was going to play quarterback. And he's six he was going to go Canada. to whatever league he was <laughs> going to go to where he was going to play the position that he was gifted to play. Well, ne next time I have you on, we'll talk about all those challenges in your playbook because Love I'm to. sure when you started, yeah. it was not easy. Uh, but we will take away from the playbook teamwork, especially. You know, I, I love yeah. hearing people that are humble enough to give credit where it's due. And the fact that you keep a team for that many years together and have been able yeah. to withstand what I think is a very vile tone. I've worked in the industry with yeah. the same guys, and I'm not sure I would have the patience and humility to keep a team together. Well, so. it's, 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 it is a key to to our mutual success. Sometimes it's it's like the Adams family, but it's uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's it's a family. Well, family. You, you're a guy who's of service, and you also, like I said, are more interested than interesting. And those are all great plays for our audience. And we'd love to have you back on Entrepreneur Absolutely. the Playbook. I love you to know, do it. I consider you a new family member. We we shared George Varis as an uncle. So right. thank you for having you on, Joey, George, all our extended children, yeah, big and shout brothers out to our family. Okay. Thank you, David. All right, great. Take care. Thanks.
Be sure to tune in next Monday where we feature another story on how a sports icon went from the playing field to the boardroom.